Yeah, start it off. So, after about 20 hours of not recording, we are back involved in the action again with the All Ball Podcast with your hosts, none other than Alan Bavajanov and Wyatt Stubblefield. Yes, sir. In our very second podcast, we are bringing in quite arguably the best guest that we'll ever have on this podcast. I'm so happy he's the first guest. I am too, if I'm being honest. We have the varsity golf standout captain, Aaron Murray Kim. Let's let's bring the young man in. I am right now without pants. There he is. Let's go. From Kenmore Y, Aaron Murray-Kim with the Cooper Cup Super Bowl jersey bringing to the table. How about it? Come on. The the blonde hair, the earrings, he's bringing it all. Come on. Clap it up, Alan. Clap it up. So, Aaron, um, obviously you're a big Rams guy. Uh, Whose house? Whose house? Rams house? Definitely Raiders house. (laughs) The Raiders house tonight. (laughs) But... um, we, we started this podcast a little early because the Rams have put up a smooth three points tonight against the Raiders. I mean, yeah. did I get absolutely whacked in my parlay that I put on our Instagram? Yeah. Did I lose some people money? Probably. But, you know, what can we say? Hey, don't bet on sports games. Don't bet on the Rams this year. Come on. Yeah, don't bet on the Rams. <laughs> I bet all, all of my bets had to do with the Raiders, and the Raiders also kind of sold, if I'm being honest here. <laughs> but, you know, what can you do? Anyways, um, well, so did you have you watched the, any of the game? Have you seen Baker Baker play at all? What do you what do you I'm put it out here now? Straight. Could, that is the QB of the future, right there. I believe Mayfield, it. Really, Mayfield will be the Rams QB of the future. McVay is an offensive genius, the best in the NFL. I agree. Stafford, yeah, he has he has nothing to prove anymore. I think Baker claiming him off waivers was a excellent move by the Rams organization. You know, the season's over this year. Let's be honest, but um. What yeah. six games left in the season? I think something like that. Yeah, six including today, I think. No five. Yeah. But yeah. Five five games left in the season. Why why not give Mayfield a shot? Great throw power. You know you can't teach a you can't teach a throwing arm. You just you can't. can't. And, I've seen um, your throwing arm. Yeah, it's a it's you got a cannon, bro. Like for you real, throw that real. shit sixty yards, bro. For real, put me out there, McVay. Coach McVay, put me in. <laughs> Aaron, can we play? Oh. Can we play the kip clip of Aaron throwing a football? Oh, come on, come on, cut it out, cut the tape, cut the tape. <laughs> or we'll pay, we'll play the tape of Aaron if what he would do if he was pick number one ninety nine. We're gonna make a clip. <laughs> I got a clip of that. What did Aaron say? If I'm one ninety nine, if I'm pick one ninety nine, I'm gonna make a fucking difference. I said <laughs> or undrafted man. If I'm number one ninety nine or undrafted. I'm fucking getting on that field. I'm making a difference. I'm fucking winning the Super Bowl, man. Um, so, Aaron, switching from football actually to golf here, big headlines coming up. We got Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy versus Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Who, Is that the match? It's the it's match. match. It's on Saturday, December 10th, two days from the recording date, one day from the upload date. How are we feeling about that? Who we the odds are minus one ten, Spieth and Thomas, 
and I believe plus a hundred on McElroy. Hundred thirty-five or plus one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So heavy, heavy uh, favorites as uh, Thomas and Spieth are heavy favorites. So, what what are your thoughts? Be honest, I've I've been keeping up with with golf that much as of, as of recently, but uh, I think JT's in good form as far as I remember. I think he's in pretty decent form. Um, what do you finish fourth at the Hero World Challenge here? Let me look it up. Yeah, I, I just I've I've I'm pretty fairly certain JT's in some good form now. Spieth, Spieth's recovery game is uh second to none Absolutely. in my opinion, and uh, I think I think they're both they'll both be pretty pretty well. Tiger, uh, is Tiger going to be driving the golf cart? I mean, little advantage there. To him. <laughs> little advantage there to him, but you know, um, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a good match. It's not. It's certainly not going to be as a uh, as boring as Brooksy, uh, Brooksy Bryson though. That was that was an abysmal match, but, but it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. That's all I know. I yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with that. That match was pretty bad. And then, what do you think about being at nighttime? It's at nighttime. They're gonna be under the lights. Are you a big night golf guy? I mean, I've never really experienced that kind of night golf. You know, like, man, my night golf is you hope and pray you're making it to the fairway, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, another another headline as of late, a couple days old, but um. Good, good releases Grant Horvat and Micah Morris. What are your th- What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Grant Horvat is still a G. Michael Morris probably had some beef with uh, Thomas Broders, aka Bubby Golf. That's my personal. That's my personal opinion on it, and that's my personal tea. I guess my theory, conspiracy theory on that. But uh, nice. I think Grant's decision is a is a good one because he wants to be a teaching pro, or he wants to you know expand his uh. Wait, wait, wait. Golf Horizon. Give me a second. Someone's calling me. Oh. All I'm right. Disrespectful, Alan, man. go for a second here. Alan, I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Dang, that's yeah. disrespectful, bro. I know, that's really that's really out of pocket. Uh, anyways, um, and in one of the videos about the Good Good Conspiracy, uh, Mr. Short Game Golf actually interviewed uh, the Good Good CEO. And in that interview, it was hinted that Good Good is releasing a golf club grant, not only to, to back up their putters. They started out with the putter, and personally, I think it was a big success. It's but it's res- let me let me let me get, let me just tell you this straight right now. It's trash. That's the worst one of the worst putters I've seen in my life. I I haven't played with it, but it looks garbage in my opinion. And I I've only heard mixed reviews about it. I just. I don't see them competing with these big titleists, the Mizuno for that matter, because Grant's with Mizuno now. I don't see that. And I also, that brings me to the another point here, but what is Garrett going to do if once they release good, 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 good clubs and all that kind of jazz? Oh, absolutely. And what are the other three going to do? Because I believe three of them are signed with Tacoma Golf, Bubby, Steven, and uh, Max with Cobra, I believe. So they all technically have club deals right now. I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen here. Looks like Alan's back, ready to go again. Or there, um, <laughs> here, here we are. I apologize for the interruption. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, no, but that that's really interesting stuff. A lot of interesting territory, I guess, unmarked or unwalked territory for good good coming in the future here. 
But um, yeah, let's let's see. Uh, switching over to music here, Aaron. What are your thoughts on the Heroes versus Villains new album by Metro Boomin? By Metro who? Metro, Metro Boomin. Nah, Metro Boomin wants some more. Nah, I'm playing. I think it's I think it's decent, bro. I think it's decent. I'm not. I'm, I, I I'll, I'll. I'm like. I won't religiously listen to that kind of music though. Like, I mean, if it's new, you know, when it's new and it comes out, you know, and I listen to it, it's like I'll be doing something with it. You know, I'm like. I'm not trying to like. Well, Aaron, you're a big gym rat, so. Nah, I, I'm like, dude. Like, my music taste really did weird in the gym, bro. Like, in all honesty, what I you just like background. Are you bumping Cardi B in there? Nah, bro. I'm I'm bumping some like sad R and B, bro. And that gets me going. I swear, bro. Like dead ass, dead ass, bro. Bro, he functions us off other people's depression. <laughs> nah, off mine, brother. Or but off. off what? Like, <laughs> Nah, nah. I I'm playing, depressed. Nah, bro. I like the Lewis Capaldi kind of deal, you know, like the maybe like some angsty Charlie Puth and some Arctic monkeys out there. But like, but that's my go-to kind of gym, gym kind of songs. Low key, it's kind of weird, but I like it. I like it. I gotta be real with you. I've listened to about two Charlie Puth songs and one Arctic Monkey song, and I don't know who you named the first one. I, I've never heard of that person before. Alan, you, got, you gotta know Lewis Capaldi. I, I know Lewis Capaldi. I got you. I know, I know. As, as Aaron really tells me a lot, I'm a very uncultured member of society here. So he is. He's an uncultured swine, bro. He's not cultured in ethnically, and he's not cultured in music, man. This guy's just not cultured. No, I'm not going on a tangent, though. I'm not going on a tangent on you. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. <laughs> Aaron, switching from uh, music to World Cup now. I know you're a big soccer fan or football. Wait, 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 wait. First question is, is it soccer or football? It's football. Come on. It's football. Like, it's the, in, Americans, not not Englishmen. Americans are, are, they're fucking weird about it, bro. I think, I think it's soccer, bro. <laughs> bro. Dude, you, you don't, bro. Christian, Christian Pulisic was the best player in the World Cup here. Let's, let's be real here. I don't care. Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. Mbappe. Ah. Mbappe. <laughs> Mbappe? Kylian Mbappe. Come on. Aaron, fun fact. Oh, did you make a bracket, Aaron? By the, way? the World Cup? Nah, bro. I don't make a bracket. I don't make that My bracket is near perfect. I have one wrong. Well, that's gonna change hella this uh this uh this round of eight. It's gonna change hella that one. Well Who's... we got uh, we, we got the Netherlands and um Argentina Ar- tomorrow. Yeah. And we got England, England, France. That that's gonna be a great game. No, it's coming no, home, boy. No. It's coming home. It's Brazil, coming home. Brazil's playing tomorrow. Sorry, it's Brazil. Yeah, is it not England? It's Brazil, Croatia. Sorry, oh, it's Brazil, Croatia. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I believe in the FIFA curse. I believe that I believe in the FIFA curse, and it's been until it's been since the 1960s that a team is repeated. So I, that eliminates France, in my opinion, and Brazil's the number one ranked team, and that's part of the FIFA curse. It's um, never happened. I don't I think those two teams are gonna win. I have a question, sir. You just you said you root for England, right? Oh yeah, it's coming home, baby. Um, what ethnicity are you? That don't matter, bro. I'm a Premier League fan. You're bro. definitely not English, so I'm a Premier League fan, bro. Premier League. You don't you you don't want to tell the fans. You also posted on your Instagram for the first time in about six months <laughs> that South Korea got the W. 
Bro, that was just a hype moment, bro. 91st oh, minute against So Portugal. you're South Korean, yeah? Uh, so yeah. why don't you support your people, bro? You I support do. the English more? They got bounced. They got bounced. We we got quite frankly, we got embarrassed by Brazil, if I'm being honest. There was no fight in that second half. Mm. After the there was mistakes by the Koreans, but there was no there was no fight at the second half, which bothered me personally. There's I think always, it should have been there's always mistakes ended. by the Koreans. Wow, what is that supposed to mean? There's always mistakes oh, by the Jews. Where, where are you going with this one, bud? <laughs> All right, anyway. Moving yeah, there's on. always mistakes anyway. by the Jews out here, too. Bro. Oh, so who's your winner, by the way? I'm just wondering. World Cup. Oh, this realistic or non-realistic? Let's do let's do be, a, please be uh, realistic. Who's your, who's your semifinal? Who's your final? And who's your winner? Huh? I think <laughs> I think Argentina and Portugal are gonna make the semis. I think Argentina will make the semis. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Netherlands make it, though. They've been in really good form. Frank de Jong, yep. Virgil van Dijk, Cody Capo, the wingers or the wingbacks, they're all pretty good, but it's it's messy. I think FIFA is going to rig it to be Messi or Messi versus Ronaldo for their one last dance. I think don't I think they're going to rig it. Ronaldo didn't even play in the last match. Ronaldo did play. He did. He, he just like was shit. Ronaldo got subbed in, but. I, I think. I think I think it's gonna be Argentina who takes it. That's my that's my hopeful guess. Argentina my, uh, for the win? <laughs> Argentina, bro. Messi's yeah, pure. Yeah, Messi's pure. Yeah, Messi's butter right now. Messi's butter right now. There's old. Alan, uh, what about you? Who do you got winning this thing? I have a Brazilian French final. Oh and... wow. Who who would have thought? And I okay, I, gotta, I, I, I have a French winner. You think France is repeating and breaking and, and repeating for the first time since 1958 uh, and 62? Mbappe is the best player in the world right now. So. That is so bold, but that is a bogus statement, bro. You I, are gonna I, get, I gotta decide with that. There's there some soft. Who is the best player in the world right now? In Like in the World Cup or in the world right in now? In the world. In the world. In the world right now? Yeah. That's like a. You can't really compare defenders and. and uh, defenders, defenders are and never the best player in the world. Let's be real. Uh, Virgil Van Virgil Van Dyke. Virgil Van Dyke was never the best in twenty twenty in the was, world. In twenty twenty, he had a case for Ballon d'Or. He was unstoppable. Now that, that is a proven fact. Any any football football fan would would back me on that. Speaking of Aaron's football love, let's let's talk about um, your addiction to FIFA, Aaron. How how many hours a day would you say you play FIFA Mobile? Let's look the stats. The VAR. <laughs> let's get the VAR check. The VAR. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I don't play it that much, bro. It's not an addiction, bro. At least I'm not addicted to some things out here. You know, no shade on uh, anyone here. What? What? Whoa! Whoa! Just remind the people that uh, I was visiting Seattle, my hometown, for uh, Thanksgiving. Went out to the Bell Square with Aaron just to check out some of the Black Friday deals because that's that's what boys do, totally. Yeah. And um. Aaron sat in the parking lot for a good 25 minutes training FIFA players before we were able to get into Bell Square. Very Bro, my, my one thing is, though, I spent my Black Friday money on the Black Friday promo on FIFA. It... <laughs> I just find that so funny. Right. And, just, and just to revisit um, back to the World Cup, my, my final is uh, Brazil and England. Brazil and England. Yeah, Interesting. I got, Brazil, I got Brazil and England. Aaron, who is your final? He was uh Argentina, Portugal. I think FIFA's gonna regulate Portugal. Okay. 
I think FIFA is going to rig it. My personal, my person, my personal pick that I want to win is England. I want to see England win, and my like safe pick is Brazil, France, obviously. But everybody thinks that. No originality. Well, and we, Mbappe is such a diva, bro. Let's be real, bro, 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 bro. Say his name right, please. Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this this Alan, this guy's a clown, bro. He's weird as hell, right? Mbappe. Mbappe, Mbappe. Man, bro. Gillian Mbappe. You guys gotta like literally like I've been watching this podcast that I like recently, but it's like they're all like almost graduate students at like and you you see it uh USC, Cal State, and Santa Barbara. But anyways, what besides the point, they actually run a really good one. Like Decide your topics and questions first and then put timestamps and then bring on special guests and then don't 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 deter from those topics. That's just my <laughs> what let me let me write it down. What's it called? Huh? What's it called? What's it what called? The the podcast you talked about. I don't want to show uh, show you that. What? What? Oh no, bro. So who are you talking about? No, Alan, Alan, you understand, right? Put timestamps on. Make your questions. Well, I understand, but why don't you want to tell us the just podcast? Just toast the fucking podcast. What's wrong? Yeah, nah, bro. That's my personal. That's my personal enjoyment, bro. Like it, it's it's like really <laughs> low. It's Whoa, less than I think. Jeez, this is. Are we are we listening talking about some OnlyFans girls here or what's the yeah, what the hell is this? No, Hold on. The three graduate students. Um, OnlyFans? the Rams just scored. Oh, who was it? Who was it? Acres. Bro, Acres is a piece of shit. I don't want to hear about him. <laughs> That's my opinion on Acres, man. I think it's he's a garbage. one score game, bro. I don't give two craps, bro. He's garbage. I think Kyron Williams should be take should take should take it, bro. I think he should take the starting job. Dude, Kyron Acres. Williams is selling me in fantasy. Car bro, he's selling me too. But the thing is, McVay trusts trusts the guy who does not like or who doesn't want to play for the Rams and has a diva attitude and who fumbles the ball way too much. His ball security is trash. Give it to someone who who wants to play and is, and wants to prove himself on the field. W. Like I have no respect. I have little to no respect for Acres anymore. Like genuinely, and I I think he's flawed as a as an actual player. His his ball security is just something. Ball security as a running back is pro, pro, is priority number one. Like I take a I take a twenty yard loss over a fumble any day of the week. You know that's extreme, but you know what I'm saying. Like ball security number one, and he just doesn't have it. I like that, I like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like the top running backs in this league right now, they really know how to secure the ball. You look at Derrick Henry. You look at Josh Jacobs. You're looking Josh, at Josh Jacobs doesn't really have great ball security. As of late, he has though. It's been an issue at first, but he, right this year is his best season yet, and he has not. He's been pretty sound with the ball. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey comes to mind. Camara, yeah. even though he's having a down year, Camara does fumble occasionally, but but he his ball security is still above average, in my opinion. If you were to take, let's say Camara, right? You say Camara running up the middle, and then you get like a TJ Watt trying to make the tackle, trying to strip the ball. Who's winning that battle? That's so hypothetical. In what gap? In open field, you know, like that's that's such a hypothetical question, Alan. Like, 
Bro, you can't say that on the fucking podcast. Just answer the fucking question. Nah, that's a bad question, Alan. It's really not a bad question. L. Allen, bro. Allen L. All right. Allen L. You'll make a great TikTok club. (laughs) Loki, Loki, boys. Loki, boys. I got to hit the gym. Pop it up for yourself. All right. Let's cop it up for Aaron. Got to take off to the gym, but we'll see you soon, my friend. Well, boys, that was our first guest. Um, one could say it was a success. You got a lot to learn, I think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think going forward, we're going to be talking some NBA talk here. So right now in the NBA, we're looking at about, what are we, four or five weeks into the season here? About, yeah. about a third of the way through the regular season. Yeah. Uh, on top of the Eastern Conference right now are the Boston Celtics, who just got a statement win over mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns. I'm I live in Scottsdale, but I cannot stand the Suns. Devin Booker, diva. Cameron Payne, diva. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, diva. I don't like any of them. But uh, and we got yeah. behind them. We got the Bucks at eighteen and six, and the Cavaliers at sixteen and nine. I really think the Bucks and the Cavaliers are some solid teams as well. I think those three are the teams to beat. And following them up are the actually surprisingly the Brooklyn Nets are at 14 and 12 here. That's pretty yeah. impressive considering all of their struggles. And the Atlanta Hawks at 13 and 12 with that killer combo of DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Alex- yeah, so I mean going off like the top five right now in the East. I really like the Celtics. You know, five losses is pretty fucking good to start the year off. Um, Jason Tatum having his best year yet, averaging 30 and a half, eight rebounds. And then really the difference maker is Marcus Smart. After having his like great momentum last year in the playoffs, he's really picked it up with the passing, averaging seven and a half assists a game. Um it's really like impressive how this group is able. I mean, because we've seen this group for like like four years straight. Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, Grant, Will. You know, like these guys, they really know each other, and that's why they're doing so well. It's the chemistry. I love chemistry. You know. All right, switching over to the Western Conference, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. Coming up, they're turning on the Jets here. In the last 10 games, they're 8-2, and two, led by Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Following them up are the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies with records, respectively, of 16-9. and nine. So the Western Conference is not looking as strong as the Eastern this year, which is really surprising. It's kind of like the NFL, where the AFC has really taken over the last couple of years over the NFC. Because mm-hmm. historically, the Eastern Conference is much much worse than the than the West. But I mean, I, I think the biggest storyline out of the West right now is the Sacramento Kings sitting at thirteen and ten. Light the beam. Who saw that coming? The Sacramento Kings, led by who? Who's on that team? Demontis Sabonis, Aaron Fox, Aaron Fox. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't I don't know a lot about them, but. <laughs> Pretty much it. Really impressive. No, well, the the Kings, I mean, really, really solid team. You know, Darren Fox has really like stepped 
down as like that that guy, you know. He is still that guy, obviously, but steps down to like 23 points a game and he's really sharing the ball a lot more with Sabonis, Herder, Malik Monk, Harrison Barnes back in the Kings, Keegan Murray, the rookie they drafted four overall, I think. Um, it's it's looking really solid, you know. Sabonis obviously doing his thing back he, as he did in Indiana. He's really close to averaging a triple-double, 17, 11 rebounds, six and a half assists. I mean, not like close, but like he's doing it all, you know. He averages more assists than Fox even. So I think the Sabonis trade, looking back now, uh, it's a solid trade. All right, yeah. And let's talk about some of the struggles in the NBA here. We got, first of all, I think that the biggest headline has to be the my Golden State Warriors sitting at uh, 13 and 13. We had that really slow start on the road. Yeah. Uh, a couple of injuries hindering us. We took an L to the Jazz last night. Well, that would be two days ago now when this goes live. Um, not a lot to be worried about. I really think uh, – Draymond altered the chemistry and that kind of got us off to a slow start. But I pre- I predict a four or five seed out of the Warriors this year. Uh, I, I think they have a potential to make a pretty deep playoff run. Not too much to be worried about. But another team that I would be worried about is the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I think everybody's yeah. worried about those. But led, led by LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, he, his name's Anthony Day-to-Day Davis for a reason, you know? Like, <laughs> I think he's hurt right now, like with a non-COVID illness. Like, what? what? Yeah, brother. <laughs> these uh, these Lakers are such an interesting team, and it's not in a good way. Interesting, you know. We we do have AD and AD and LeBron averaging twenty five plus a game, uh, nine plus rebounds for both of them. AD with two and a half blocks, even. But you know, this is not a two man squad. And we're really having, we're really seeing Lonnie Walker the fourth average more points than Russell Westbrook this year, and it's just so. It, for, if I'm Russell Westbrook, it's so frustrating to play basketball right now for me. It's it's just ridiculous, you know. I I come in from a trade from the Houston Rockets, right? I'm like, okay, I'm about to play with LeBron, AD, you know. And nobody else, right? Patrick Beverly. Like, not like I'm supposed to be that guy also, like they are. But I think it's just too much pressure. I don't know why. When he was in OKC, he's averaging triple doubles. Like, I'm I'm an OKC fan. I fucking loved Russell Westbrook like seven years ago. But now it's like it's it's definitely frustrating to see the fall off of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, only I, started three games this year. Also, yeah, the Darvin Ham's got him coming off the bench. I mean, it just you wish the best for a guy that just plays his heart out, you know. Like it's so there's so many wet Russell Westbrook haters, and I really find it hard to hate the guy, just because yeah. he plays so hard with such tenacity and such hustle. Like, how can you not like the guy? It it also stinks because. I mean, two players on this Lakers team, LeBron and Russell Westbrook, averaging three and a half turnovers a game. And you just can't have that in on a team if you want to win games. Did Mike ever average that many turnovers a game? <laughs> he never passed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, let's switch back to the East here. I think a team that's got a pretty interesting record is the Joel Embiid and James Harden-led 76ers, Sixers sitting at 12-12. and 12. Alan, do you have any insight on them? I mean, 76ers are going to 76er, you know. Uh, <laughs> Embiid, he's having like a monster year. Just injuries are really hurting him. 32 points a game, almost 10 rebounds, 5 assists two blocks like it's a great year for Joel it could be one of his best years it could be his best year Tyrese Maxey really stepping up 23 uh points a game also injuries I mean like right now like Tobias Harris is playing the most games he's only averaging 17 but like this team it's it's also rough with the turnovers like Embiid's averaging four turnovers a game, even more than LeBron. Harden's averaging three and a half. Maxi's averaging two. Shake Milton's averaging two. D'Anthony Melton's even averaging two with only, or he's playing 29 minutes a game, to be fair. Uh, so it's like they have to stop with the turnovers simply like that. And I don't really watch that many Sixers games. But when I do, I mean, I definitely see a lot of passing the ball out of bounds. It's just Harden trying to do whatever he wants, you know. I mean, Harden even have a down year, 22 points a game, 10 assists. For Harden, that's bad. You know, we're expecting the 33 points per game monster he was in Houston, right? But old age is really, I think, getting to him. To be honest with you. I really think Harden's slowing down. I, I think that those Houston numbers are pretty unattainable. Because uh, I think another thing people don't really realize is those years he was playing with Chris Paul. And Chris Paul mm-hmm. is one of the best passers you in the game. He, yeah. he, you can say whatever you want about him, CP zero rings. I don't care. He's he The effect he brings to a team is no less showcased than in OKC when – he, I, I don't remember, it was some ridiculously low odd to make the playoffs. Yep. And he goes out there, and actually, he beat the Rockets in that playoff series, in that first round, didn't he? No, they lost in the game seven. They lost in the game seven, but they yeah. lost against Harden and Westbrook, so he's he's getting 2 v one out there. It was, it was, I remember that series, like, like it was yesterday. That was such a amazing series to watch. A lot of players showing out, Lou Dort. SGA, you know. Well, Chris Paul just makes everybody around him look better. At the end Absolutely. Of the but I feel like in the, with Harden, I mean, Harden's already a superstar, right? He doesn't really need a Chris Paul anymore. He, sh- he should be able to be his own Chris Paul and also make everyone better, right? He really struggled to do that, to be honest with you. They're 12 and 12. Yeah, he is averaging 10 assists a game, but he's also averaging three and a half turnovers. It's three assists per turnover, you know? So... Not a great ratio. The ratio is not amazing, but I know like Harden usually slumps beginning of the year, but I think he'll he'll be able to get back in shape, get back to the Harden everyone knew, even at thirty three years old. What What do you predict? Seventy uh, Sixers finish out at what seed? Um, I think they'll make the play in for sure. I think it's either a seven or eight seed. Also, top of the play in. Um, but I feel like it's going to be a bumpy ride. They're going to, like, coming into the middle of the season, near, the, like, all-star break time, like, February, I think they're going to rise up to the fourth seed and then just have a massive downfall. But they'll still make the play-in tournament. I, I will tell you uh, right now that the Pacers are actually have the sixth seed locked up. 
Um, not locked up, but like. Well, uh, they're in the succeed. They are in the succeed, and the Raptors are in the seventh. So I think there's definitely some beatable teams in front of them. Yeah, I I like the Pacers, but the pace they're just not they're not that team yet. Like I understand Benedict, he's the best rookie in the class by far. You know, I I like Halliburton. He's having a great year. 19, 11 assists. Wait, can That's... we can we go back to something? You think Benedict's better than Paul Van Carroll? Than who? Paulo Ben Carroll. I think Benedict is a lot better than Paulo Ben Carroll, and Wait, I, I think I gotta, I gotta look up some stats here. Uh, Benedict is averaging eighteen points a game on forty-one percent shooting on twenty-nine minutes a game, while Ben Carroll is a- averaging twenty-one points a game on or twenty-two a game on forty-five percent shooting in thirty-five minutes. So while he is playing more, um. I think that he has, he, while he has the better stats, I might side with you on this one, just because the Pacers have the better record. Pacers are winning, has, exactly. What I was going to say. While Van Carroll has less help, the the Pacers, it's not like the Pacers have an, an all star on their team. I mean, Halliburton is like borderline, but they the, they don't really have anybody notable on their team. You know, well, they have a very solid team. They have Halliburton like evolving into. Kind of like the next Chris Paul, really. I mean, obviously his rookie year on the Kings, oh, just it was really underrated. Like no one was really talking about it that much. But I I saw the assist numbers. I'm like, wow, this guy's averaging nine assists a game as a rookie. That's insane. Um, obviously you have Miles Turner down low, averaging 18, two and a half blocks per game. Everyone knows he's a block monster, you know. Um that's a great guy to have down low. You have Buddy Heald, a shooter, three-point contest winner. Uh, what's he shooting from three? He's shooting uh, – he is only shooting 38. But He's on a better projection than Steph Curry for all-time threes. I, that's really? the first time in his career he's, a, he's, a, he's leading Curry. Wow. Um, and then you have – yeah. So, I mean, I think Benedict has great players around him, right? However, Paulo, I mean, who does he have? I can't think of anyone he has. Franz Wagner, like, no, this, <laughs> these guys that he has around him are veterans, right? Miles Turner, he's a how many years is he in the league? He's twenty six years old, basically a veteran. Uh, Halliburton's like it's his like third, fourth year. Healed, it's he's a uh, he's twenty nine years old. Just great guys to have. Benedict, he knows how to create his own shot. You know, he knows how to get to the rim. He knows how to shoot the three ball. I like Benedict as a player. Absolutely. Switching back over to football, we just got word that the Rams have actually upset the Raiders. Wow. It's quite shocking considering that the Rams look absolutely horrible. And we started the podcast early, actually, because the Rams were doing so poorly. Um, And I just want to point out that I went 0 for 3 on my first parlay for the brand. That's we're going to we're doing better than booking with Trent. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of an insane comeback, you know, because two minutes left in the fourth, it's fourth and one for the Raiders, right? And Baker Mayfield actually threw a pick with a minute 37 left. 
Very interesting. But they, but the defense was able to get three and out, use all their timeouts, and Baker just throws a dart to Van Jefferson, their wide receiver one for this game, um, yeah. and just wins it with that one passing touchdown. Yeah. You got to think this is a good omen to come for the Rams and Baker Mayfield. Maybe I think we think Aaron was onto something, baby. It's great for us Seahawks. Now the Broncos can go down on the draft. The Broncos currently hold the second, or the Seahawks hold the Broncos' second overall pick right now. Second or third? Second, because the Rams or because the, the Rams won. Well, isn't the it's the Texans and the Bears, right? Oh, we got to compete with the Bears. Fields got it. Fields is gonna win games. Trust. Let's go Fields. We're we're Bears fans now. <laughs> um, switching from pro ball over to college. Um, let's look at some uh college football awards. Mm. So the bet the starting off with the best best defensive player was Will Anderson, linebacker, Alabama. Yeah, no shock there. Will Anderson's clearly the best prospect, especially in the NFL draft, especially in college football. He's just a monster rushing off the edge. Going on next to the best quarterback award, which I think is a very fitting uh, recipient, Max Duggan, TCU. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of a shock, you know. We have obviously a lot of better teams than TCU was. TCU not really having the hardest schedule in the world, but I mean, everyone knows TCU, very offensive minded player. And um, I'm happy for the guy. I just think it could have went to other QBs, maybe like Hendon Hooker, even though he got injured, maybe like CJ Stroud, maybe. You know, well, maybe I even think, I think yeah. um, uh, Max Duggan has more ranked wins than CJ Stroud. Maybe, but you know, I, personally, I definitely think CJ Stroud is the better quarterback than Max Duggan. And I mean, if we're going to talk about best QB, I would have gave it to someone like CJ Stroud or even JJ McCarthy or even Caleb Williams. You guys remember my take from yesterday on J.J. McCarthy. I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, moving on to the best running back award, otherwise known as the Doak Walker Award, which is Bijan Robinson, Texas. Yeah, no, no surprise here. I mean, he rushed for 1,580 yards, 18 touchdowns. This monster season from Bijan. Expecting him to go first round in the draft. Probably to a team like the Bills, even. It's like in the 20s, 30s type pick. Love it. All right. Uh, We're going on to the uh, Best Receiver Award with Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Very fitting, I think. Yeah, I love Jalen Hyatt. I mean, early on the season, Tennessee just outscoring everyone, beating Bama beating a lot of teams, SEC teams, and even becoming number one in the CFP rankings. And it's really a lot due to Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, fourth in the country in receiving yards, first in touchdowns, just a crazy deep threat, speedster off the edge. Um, I mean, Jalen Hyatt could just go up and make a play. He had five touchdowns against Bama. That's, like, unheard of 
that's Pro Bowl numbers already. I can see him as a future All-Pro player. Absolutely. Moving on to the Thorpe Award, which is the best defensive back. Uh, we're going Travius Hodges Tomlinson from TCU. Yeah, I mean, I can see why people would go with this guy. But personally, I don't like the pick. I mean, I, I understand TCU wins games, right? But personally, I would have given it to Devon Witherspoon, another finalist in this award. Illinois just bringing having the best defense honestly in CFB um it sucks they didn't finish the year ranked um I really liked Illinois when they were ranked like at 16 14 um I think Devon Witherspoon really had a bigger impact um as a DB than Travius and last are well we got two more here we got coach of the year uh Sonny Dykes yeah, it's definitely not a surprise here. I mean, uh, the T- TCU Fort Horn Frogs like they went five and seven last year. It's just uh, this is first year at TCU. It's just really solid year for T for Sunny. I mean, you can't really do much better than number three seed making it to the CFP. To be fair, he they did lose the championship game, but I mean, if you're gonna make it to the CFP playing against fucking Michigan, right? potentially upsetting them going to the championship game like that's just a great year absolutely i've noticed a common theme here i've seen more tcu than anybody else on here and i I really think that speaks to how just good of a year they had yeah well i mean a lot of people people discredit them because of their division um but i really in my opinion they're the favorite to win the uh college football uh playoffs I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, oh, I, I have the but... TCU. I mean, just literally coming into the season, no one expected this crazy run. And then when people saw that they were beating teams like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, K State, going nine and zero, right? They're like, okay, this team's actually making noise. Then they're getting ranked in the top ten top five and everyone's like wow this team just can't lose even though they they may have they should have probably lost some games just some crazy comebacks from max duggan and sonny dykes absolutely and our last award here uh i disagree with it but it's the maxwell award and it's the best player which is caleb williams usc yeah well personally i don't understand how max duggan can win that the QB award, but, but uh, not this. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of confused as well. Kayla Williams wins this award. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying yeah, I I agree with this. I think Caleb Williams like he had a great st- statistically statistical year. Um, you know he's training under Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley calling the shots. Caleb Williams just executing. He's got a lot of weapons. Jordan Addison, Travis Die, right. Um. Finished it, finished top 10 in the CFP, did lose the Pac 12 championship game, but I mean, that's not really his fault. He he kind of balled, just the defense is allowing 40 points a game. Um, but I mean, I think next year he's gonna take this team, he's gonna take this like program to the next level. I think they make CFP next year, absolutely. Um, all right, let's switch it up here. Let's do our uh our last segment of the podcast. Um, Alan and I we haven't covered this at all yet, but 
we're actually going to go into our top three albums of the year, considering it's December and there's probably not going to be a lot more music being released. Mm-hmm. So, Alan, you want to lead us off with number three here? Yeah, so for number three, I have, I think it's a great, I love this album. I have J.I.D., The Forever Story. I think J.I.D. is one of the best rappers right now, even though, um, you know, you always, you have these crazy artists like Drake, Kendrick, um, I mean, Lil Wayne, there's that, I don't know. I'm just saying like all these legends, but I mean, there's like Lil Baby, there's uh, Lil Durk, right? So, I mean, I, I like J.I.D., his flow, immaculate. He tells a story in every song and it's just, I, I just love listening to him. Yeah, I think it's a great take. Um, at my number three, I got Her Loss, Drake and 21 Savage. Um, I had really high expectations for this album, and it really didn't turn out to be what I kind of expected it to be. Um, to be honest with you, this earlier this year, I really started listening to uh, Drake and Future's uh, collab album, uh, What a Time to Be Alive, and I really expected it to be sort of a masterpiece like that. And to be honest with you, I mean, it was still great. There's still a lot of good songs. And I think you got to give the credit where it's due. But I put it, I, I put it at three. I think that's a fair place to put it. I like that. Um, at number two for me, I have Future's album. I never liked you. Uh, my favorite song is on this album. It's Puffin on Zooties. I know it's like hella basic, but... I just love this song. I love Puffin on Zooties. I love uh, Wait For You. I love 712. Um, I, I, a lot of these songs are on my playlist. I mean, Future just doing what Future does. Um, he's turned into one of my favorite artists of this year. Absolutely. Um, and at my number two, I got uh, DS Forever uh, by Gunna. I mean... <laughs> 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 there's no way that's your number two stop is that actually did i say it wrong no you didn't say it wrong i just freaking i didn't even think of that album all right ds forever yeah ds forever yeah okay all right <laughs> um really underrated album just some great songs that just are classics and i think they're going to be played for years to come push it be yeah push and be <laughs> um my number one i don't think this is even a competition i think it's very obvious i hope this is the same number one for you it's mr morale and the big steppers um Hot take, hot take, very hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I think that is very hot take. This is one of the most original albums I've ever heard. It's a lot of variety in these songs. We have songs like We Cry Together, where it's a mix between Kendrick and then a girl, and then they're just arguing, and it's just, it's beautifully written out. Silent Hill with Kodak Black. I mean, that's just always a banger. Uh, and 95, Die Hard, Father Time, uh, Mirror, Mr. Morale, Auntie Diaries. Like, there's a lot of these songs on my playlist. And 
I think Kendrick really outdid himself. I think this is the first album in a while that I can call this a 10 out of 10 album. Wow. Bold take. Well, I might it's have not that bold. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe Alan just left this off his top three. Absolutely mind boggling. Um, album of, of the year, album of arguably the decade so far is Heroes versus Villains. Metro Boomin. No way you just said that. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the the transitions, everything about it. There's not a bad song on there. The artists he got on there, it's so many different artists, great beats every time. You feel like Batman listening to half the songs. It's just amazing. Album of the decade so far. Uh, To be honest, I haven't heard this whole album. Well, then you can't judge it. I don't think the songs I have heard, they haven't hit me. Unfortunate. Like, um, what did I listen to? Fuck. Oh, Creepin'? Nah, Creepin's not one of the best songs on there. Um, I think I listened to Trance or Lock on Me. I don't know. I don't remember which Travis Scott song I listened to, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like this album personally. Um, bro, why did you leave Kendrick Lamar off your top three? What the hell is that? I don't like that album. There's no way, bro. That's a bad album. All right, leave in the comments Kendrick down below. Kendrick leave, leave in the comments down below who's got the better list, even though they're two completely different lists. Good drive. I will say, honorable mention is her loss. Sorry. It would be my four or five. But I just like J.I.D. a lot more. I don't got an honorable mention. Wow. Okay, bro. Not even Kendrick. That's crazy. It's Nicki Minaj's birthday. Happy birthday to the queen. I'm clapping up. I'm not clapping for her. <laughs> All right. We're going to be switching into NFL award predictions. We covered college ones. Now we're going to dive into a couple NFL predictions. Starting off with MVP. Or do we want to start off with MVP? Let's start with MVP. For most valuable player of the league, personally, my front runner right now is Jalen Hurts. Um, while I don't, Perky's not my personal MVP, I think that. At an 11 and 1 record is really hard to deny. Um, and I really just don't see anybody else leading their team better than Jalen Hurts right now. That Pat, while Patrick Mahomes is an excellent player, I he's made a few mistakes, and the, the Chiefs aren't dominating teams like the Eagles are. And uh Josh Allen, a lot of turnovers right now. Um, really, and nobody, nobody's really else is really in the running right now. I, I really think that that's Jalen Hurts' award to go win. Understand, understand. Um, I will disagree with you, and I will say it is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Mahomes, he's having a unbelievable year so far, like. He might actually hit five thousand passing yards, which is kind of ridiculous to say. He's at thirty eight hundred right now, thirty TDs. He's got a great TD to interception rate, thirty to eight. Um, 
I, I mean, the, the Chiefs are nine and three. They're going to make the playoffs, obviously. Um, I get the Eagles eleven and one, share all that better record, but Hertz is not having that crazy of a passing year. And sure, he's having a crazy rushing year for a QB, but Fields is doing better rushing-wise. So he's not even the best rushing QB right now, technically. So I'm going to have to go with Mahomes. He's clearly out throwing the ball out of every QB this year. All right. Um, That's where it stands. Moving into Offensive Player of the Year. Um. I think there's a pretty clear cut favorite here. I think you I think you gotta go Tyreek Hill. He's just making such a big difference for the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Um there's really there's there's really just nobody, in my opinion, that's outplaying him. I mean, I, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. Um as much as I don't like the Dolphins being a Bills fan, um the guy's unguardable. He's leading the the league in receptions. Oh, I guess I guess some people would say Justin Jefferson. Um, but pretty hot take here. Um, the Devonte Adams catches from tonight's game earlier in the game are actually better catches than Justin Jefferson's against the Bills. That is the single most overhyped catch. No, that catch is sick. Nah, that, that is catch, just, that catch is that was, sick. No, nah, I'm not. That's not even me hating. That's just it. Just wasn't that impressive of a catch. The Bills defender the caught it. The Bills Play the defender clip. caught it, and the guy just and Jefferson just took it back. Yeah, your your man's weak, bro. Play the clip. <laughs> I got Tyreek Hill. Interesting. I went a different direction. I'm actually going to go with your MVP, Jalen Hurts. Really? I think Hurts Hurts is doing everything. He's running the ball. He's passing the ball. He's leading this team to wins um, in a tough division as well. And it doesn't seem like any team can stop this man, you know? Like, he's got how many rushing, he's got nine rushing touchdowns, you know? No one is stopping the ground on him. And, you know, he's he's got all his targets. He's got AJ, he's got Devontae, he's got Goddard. And he's able to make throws. He's throwing three picks on the year. Um, not as many touchdowns as Mahomes, but... He he has a great QB rating of 108. Uh, I would personally give it to him. But. That's definitely an interesting direction. Moving on to Defensive Player of the Year. Um, This one's tougher. I really don't think you can lock one player in right now. Uh, Personally, my favorite is Michael Parsons. Um, But I think Max Crosby and Nick Bosa definitely have to be mentioned as well. Um, but I, I personally just think Micah Parsons makes a bigger difference to his team. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have went your direction, Micah Parsons. I was going to say Micah Parsons, but I mean, since you said him, I'm going to disagree with you. Well, we, we don't have to um, all the time here. I, I'm going to give it to um, Nick Bosa. I know it's like weird to say, but he's leading the league in sacks, 14 and a half. He may have a 20 sack season, and that's not going to go unnoticed. I understand we have a lot better candidates, maybe Micah Parsons, maybe um, 
maybe Miles Garrett. Yeah, um, Max Crosby in there. Maybe Max Crosby, maybe even one of the DBs. You got CJ Gardner Johnson, but that's um, a wild take. <laughs> well, he's leading the league in picks. I'm just throwing names out there, you know. Um, Trevon Diggs led the league in picks. Matthew Matthew Judon's got 13 sacks. Um, I like Nick Bosa. San Francisco is winning games because of him, and they're still going to win games because of him because now Brock Purdy's in. So this defense is really going to have to step up. Bosa, he's going to have a 20 sack year. He may hit 25 if he's lucky. If he's just a full force, he's going to probably probably have like four sacks against the Seahawks. Let's be real. But um, I, I like Nick Bosa. He's just no one can really stop him. All right, uh, going on to offensive rookie of the year. You know, my heart really wants to go with Kenneth Walker, but I got to give it to the young man out of uh, Ohio State, Chris Olave. Um, I really just think he's he's already he's a very proven receiver already, even though he's a rookie, and he's played with some pretty inconsistencies at uh, pretty big inconsistencies on quarterback. Um. That's my guy, Chris Olave. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my guy, K Walk. Um, you know, it's just starting before the season starts. You know, you have to wonder why the Seattle choose a second round pick on a running back. You know, we have Chris Carson back then. We have Rashad Penny who just popped off at the end of last year. Wondering what we do with that running back room, right? And then we draft a rookie running back. Very good rookie running back coming out of college, coming out of MSU. Ken Walker, I would say, is the most surprising rookie, offensive rookie this year. You know, you come in, you're coming in as a second running, second string running back. Chris Carson retires, right? Rashad Penny has takes all the snaps, right? Ken Walk gets in there in the beginning of the season. He's He's just uh, catching uh, dump-off passes, right, from Gino. And then once Rashad Penny's got his season-ending injury, right, then you're like, oh, gosh, we're relying on a rookie to step up. And we saw what Brees Hall did with the Jets before he got injured. And Brees Hall taking that team just into playoff contention solely by himself. K-Walk's been doing this, really. He's had many two rushing touchdown games. He's very reliable from Geno Smith when it's a dump off pass. He knows how to get extra yards after he's after one guy tries to wrap him up. He knows how to break the tackle, get extra yards. He knows how to fight, right? He knows how to shoot the gaps. He literally back at MSU, he would go right behind the O lineman. Let's say this is K Walk. You'd get bump off the O-lineman and go around. So that's just something you can't really teach. And he knows how to recognize the blockers, the defense, and he succeeds. You know, he's got 650 rushing yards right now. He may have a thousand. He probably will. He's going to have a thousand rushing yards to end of the year. He's got nine rushing touchdowns. That's near the top. I, I like this guy. Solid. Uh, moving on to our second to last or third to last award here is uh, defensive uh, rookie of the year. Um, for me, this is a no brainer. Sauce Gardner, dude, stepped up. He's more, already one of the best cornerbacks in the league. 
better than all of these quote-unquote proven guys that have really stunk it up this year, Sauce Gardner is him. You want the sauce? That's crazy. I mean, you know who I'm going with. Yeah, of course. I have to go with the other man, other rookie, Tariq Woolen, coming out of college, former receiver. I, I um, just, I smell some bias here. It's not. It's not though. You know, he's leading the league in interceptions as a rookie, tied with CJ. But you know, fifth round pick. We took a shot in the dark at this guy. 40-yard dash time, 4-2-8. Fast motherfucker, right? But we we look at him. He's going to convert. He's converted into DB. And after he got drafted, he said, uh, interview asked him, like, how do you, like, how do you adjust from wide receiver to DB? All he said was he used to watch Madden, Madden film, right? And he literally take notes from Madden Ramsey. Madden Lattimore and it's so funny to like hear that and him having this much success as a as a rookie is unbelievable and what he's done with this Seahawks defense he's really like stepped up in a huge way him and Kobe Bryant as well Kobe Bryant leading the league in fumbles also um this Seahawks defense is amazing um no forced fumbles oh forced fumbles He's leading wow. the league with Alex Highsmith tied up four. Um, and Tariq Woolen has been a huge spark on defense. He, everyone around him plays better. That's what you like to see from rookie. Absolutely. Moving on to comeback player of the year. Um, and this is one of the strangest awards in the NFL, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, there's not, there's no really predicting it because you you can go with so many different storylines this year. There's a lot, there's a lot of great players making comebacks from your likes of Saquon Barkley to Geno Smith to who else is on this list. I mean, it's just so many great players. Um, McCaffrey. personally, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry. Personally, my vote goes to Saquon. Put he's put this Giants team on his back. Daniel Jones is he's sort of managing the game. No talent at wide receiver. Yeah. The, 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 the guy is single-handedly gonna take this team to a wild card spot. And he just plays with a lot of tenacity. Great guy. Um and yeah, so I got I got safe on it. And I will be putting will be willing to put any amount of money that Allen is going to say Geno Smith. You're wrong. Wow. Shocker. Just I am I am really booking with Trent going 0 for 4 now, baby. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Pop kidding. It up for my terrible betting ability. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm going with Geno Smith. I have to. Like, how does bro – bro starts off his career on the Jets' second-round pick. You know, he's starting that whole year on as a Jets QB. Everyone hypes him up. I, I wasn't, like, really watching football at that time, but – I've watched, I've like read the articles. I've seen that Gino was one of the better QB prospects in that draft, and it did not show, right? And he's been jumping from team to team, having to watch Russell Wilson win a Super Bowl, right? No, he, Gino wasn't there when Russell won a Super Bowl. Whoa, <laughs> get your dad right. Sorry, very sorry. I mean, 
Gino's like learned a lot from us, right? And it's clearly shown. You know, I, I mean, I feel like now that we've seen Gino's success, a lot of QBs don't mind to be the backup, really. I mean, I, if if I was playing, I wouldn't mind being the backup. You know, I'd I'd like to just practice all fucking day, well, right? I I, w- I would say it's very easy to say that now. But you actually put yourself in that situation. I think it's a little bit different, you know, like well, actually to take take that ego pill and not not do anything with it. You know what I'm saying? True, but that just that that would feed me. I'm a big motivation guy. That would just feed me. My motivation would go up, like up right crazy. I'd be like, all right, I gotta outdo Russ, light, you know. Well, maybe, maybe there there was no doubt they were never going to start Gino over Russ and Gino played pretty mediocre last year. Um, but I think yes, personally, that... personally, while I don't think he is the comeback player of the year, I really respect what he's done. Um, and just kind of morphing into Pete Carroll's offense instead of doing sort of a Russell Wilson diva strategy, as you can tell from listening to me, I hate divas. Um. So I, I've really appreciated watching him and what he's done and working that offense. And I, I wish the best to Seattle in the playoffs. Well, I just, yeah, I think if we do make the playoffs and if Gino gets a Pro Bowl honor or even an all-pro honor, he's got to win it. Um, moving on to coach of the year. And I think this is a clear-cut favorite. And if you say it's Pete Carroll, I'm not – I won't, I won't say it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> um, I'm going Brian Dable. It's, it's the only right answer. Um, is it? It it is quite frankly the only right answer. Well, I did mention say Saquon was carrying this team. Brian Dable is sparking the life into this team. Well, I get he's an offensive minded guy, but the defense doesn't play with any form of tenacity, any form of grit without Brian Dable. And that just that just speaks measures to the Buffalo Bills organization, because the, he came from such a successful organization, a winning culture, and he brought that to a losing culture and built them up. He he knows how to lead them, and I really think you got to give it to him. It's Brian Dable, clear cut. Yeah, I mean, like I see what you mean. I wouldn't give to Brian though. I would not give it to Brian. I would think it's clear-cut in a completely different way, and I think it has to be Nick Sirianni. Like, how how is it not? So, like, you come in, you it's bring not in... because the Eagles are stacked. The Giants are not stacked. The Eagles are stacked. That's how it's not. Coach of the year should be going to the coach with a crazy record. And clearly the Eagles are in a different league when it comes to record than everybody else, you know? Like, what yeah. what we what what did the Eagles do last year? Seven seed, right? Seven seed, loss of the Bucks, first round. They come in, bring in AJ Brown, right? No one fucking knows is AJ Brown gonna fit in this offense. Um, is AJ Brown gonna have Antonio Brown type fall off because he's got a big personality? But this year, Sirianni's really like shut that down. They also think- have the easiest schedule in the league. That's completely debatable. Who was that easier? I got to research. I don't know. Everybody is all well. This doesn't really help me out much, but 
But everybody in the NFC East has had the easiest schedule in like history. I'd say the Vikings. Yeah, I might agree with you on that one. <laughs> Vikings, no, I... the Vikings. This is gonna be a little bit of a tangent. The Vikings are frauds. They scream first round exit. They are losing to the Commanders in the first round. I guarantee you, they are not even gonna go to the divisional round. You cannot win games with the new nightmare. End of story. You done? Yeah. All right. So back to Sirianni. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, after, who's the last coach? Doug Peterson, right? Peterson. And then he got fired. He won, yeah, yeah, he got fired. Oh, after, like, after he won the Super Bowl, right, with yeah. Nick Foles. I mean, we this, this franchise just went to shit. You know, Sirianni last year, we were like, wow, he's really brought this Eagles back, the Eagles back to the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. You know, it was really a shock. And now this year, Jalen Hurts is really proving why he should have been taken a lot higher than he was. And Jalen Hurts has took on that big leader role. And it's really due to Sirianni, I think. Always also the defense. The secondary is, I think, the best secondary in the league. Um, and they're balling. They know not, a lot of QBs are having trouble with the secondary. All right. That wraps up our um, NFL honors predictions. All right, gentlemen, that and the, the zero women that are listening. That completes our second podcast. Um, still no idea what in the world we're doing. Um, but, you know, just full sending it. And that's probably copyrighted, but what can you do? Send. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. We will see you when we release another one. Who knows when that's going to be? Probably Tuesday morning. Probably. <laughs>